Hey everybody, I just want to take a minute to talk about our sponsor Film Is Truth. It's a locally owned and operated non-profit video rental store and it's the last one in town. They have a collection of over 19,000 films in VHS, DVD, and Blu-ray, so no matter what platform you watch on, you can find the film you're looking for. They have a little bit of everything, but specialize in foreign, independent art house and documentary films, which is super cool because they likely have a selection that you won't be able to find in larger stores or even on some of the larger streaming platforms. Film is Truth is open from noon to 9pm every day and can be found here in Bellingham at 1530 Cornwall Avenue inside of the Terra Organic Market. That's convenient for you because you can get your food and your films in one stop. If you are a non-local listener, then you can find them at filmistruth.com or at facebook.com at filmistruth. Alright you lovely listeners, enjoy the show. back-to-back films podcast where three filmmakers two movies and one topic collide i'm your host keith this is byron and i am jiggity jake <laughs> <laughs> uh so our main topic this week is netflix or this idea of silicon valley movies slash money our first film is beast of no nation released in 2015 uh, a drama based on the experience of Agu, a child, shol- a child soldier fighting in the civil war of an unnamed African country. Beast of No Nation was written and directed by Kerry Fukunaga, and it stars Idris Elba, um, Abraham Atta, Emmanuel Ni Adam Quay, and Kurt Ajiawan. Ajiawan. I'm gonna say Ajiawan. Um, <laughs> among a cast of others, uh, the li- the list is pretty long. Our second film is Okja, released in 2017. A young girl risks everything to prevent a powerful multinational company from kidnapping her best friend, a fascinating beast named Okja. Uh, Okja was written by John Ronson and Bong Joon-ho, and it was directed by Bong Joon-ho. It stars Tilda Swinton, An Seo-hyun, Seo Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, Giancarlo Esposito, Paul Dano, Steve Yeun, uh, Shirley Henderson and Byun Hibong, um, who goes by Hibong in the movie. Uh, all right, so the idea here is that we're we're talking about Netflix and how Netflix has kind of changed the game, uh, you know, and and it's kind of like what Uber is to taxis, essentially, really shaking <laughs> up the the status quo system that's been developed by Hollywood and the big, big five. Now what I think it's five studios. Um, so yeah. Uh, what do you guys have for this? I got a couple of things, but, uh, I know Jacob really was passionate about this topic. Yeah. I thought, I thought it'd be a fun one to talk about. Um, but I, I, I have a few things, uh, to, to kick it off. I think it'd be cool to go back to our cans conversation. Um, about Netflix in, uh, at Cannes uh, because okay. they uh, Netflix is just pulling from Cannes altogether as of today. Yeah. Oh, they, I did not they, see that. 
Yeah. So yeah. they're like, we're not going to be in any of the canned stuff. I'm sure they'll still be there as a buyer um, to buy because they're looking to buy like cans films. That's the um, thing. Yeah. Right. But they're not going to show anything that it that they have already purchased. Interesting. Yeah. So I wonder, um, did, did what you read? Did it did it say why? It, it I don't basically want to have a bad relationship with these festivals, right? They want to. It didn't seem like it was out. Of, it didn't seem like it was out of spite. It, it, you know what I mean? Yeah. It just seemed like why deal with it when we can yeah. do our own thing? Yeah. I think That's it's just it, like why, um, like they're they're not after the same things, right? You know, uh, like I think Netflix wanted to appear more. Uh, prestigious, prestigious with uh, like the Oscars or being at Cannes, like they wanted to kind of have this like, like hey, we make like really high quality like art films too. Like they wanted that also. Um, yeah, at this point, they might just be like, you know what? Let's just we don't need this festival or these award shows to make us look like we do good content. We'll just have our content. Yeah, like show you know uh, speak for itself. You know that's kind of that's kind of how I read it. Okay, yeah, because they, they. I think honestly, I think have the like the success of Mudbound at the Oscars. I feel like that was and I feel like and and their uh, Icarus, their documentary that won best documentary. Um, yeah, I think that is just like what just what they needed, <laughs> you know, to like sell people on that idea. Yeah. Um, regardless of or not. Like regardless of whether they're gonna buy like f- uh, award worthy films in the future, I think people still now think of Netflix as like a little more prestigious than your than Hulu or Amazon. You, you know? Oh, definitely, yeah. Because I mean, Amazon. Well, Amazon has an Oscar. Yeah, that's just thing is. I, yeah, I, f- I feel like Amazon and Netflix are almost like neck and neck when it comes to like like film with a you know with a capital F. Not yes. maybe not maybe not TV and movies yet. I think Netflix is still ahead in general. But when it comes to like kind of like the independent film, I think you know because that Net, uh, Amazon has like um, some pretty good yeah. films like Moonlight and um, see the thing is, is you don't think of Manchester Amazon the you don't think of the company of, Am- of Amazon as a yeah. production company. They're, right, yeah. they're, yeah. They do everything. I mean, yeah. you think of them as a buyer seller, really, yeah. or actually, not even that. They're a platform for buyer yeah. sellers um, yeah. with their own distribution network. Essentially, that's how yeah. we really think about them. Um, but the reality is, is that they're buying into entertainment content like crazy. You know, trying to build up their Amazon essentially because. What they want to do, I'm sure, or at least this segment of the whole beast that is Amazon, what yeah, they want yeah. to do is, uh, you know, eventually have their own like channels. I, you know, that's what Netflix wants. Mm-hmm. They they want to essentially yeah. be a TV network, but better than right. You know, they're, they're kind of already like that too, in a way, because when you sign up for your Prime, you know, it's hundred bucks a year, um, that gets you your two day shipping. Yeah. on anything but it also gives you your subscription to any of the VOD services um, yep. that they have but then they also have little add-ons that you can do so you can add on like stars or you can add on HBO yeah. and it's cheaper to have Amazon and add on HBO than it is to buy Amazon and HBO uh, separately right. Right. Um, but th- they already kind of like are <laughs> is there a dog barking in the there background? is yeah <laughs> it's like yeah. what the hell Ti- that sounds like a tiny crazy. little dog, just a little <laughs> tiny dog. Um, 
sorry about that but uh but yeah i mean they they're already kind of like pushing towards like the channel thing um, yeah exactly yeah they want to be a one well amazon wants to be a one-stop shop for everything yeah uh at least netflix wants to be your one-stop shop for entertainment you know instead of flipping through you know channels one through 1000 you're gonna flip through tv comedies tv dramas horror movie you know that type yeah, of thing right yeah. their channels right. are their little bars which essentially when you break it down the way netflix has designed their their ui for the web at least it looks exactly like a almost exactly like a tv guide yeah yeah. You know, there's the boxes and there's the name, and <laughs> yeah. you look to the right to see what's coming on next. Basically, I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah. yeah so, true. like, I mean, their their design is a postmodernist design of of the TV guide design, essentially. What I'm wondering is if, like, the average Netflix user is even aware of the fact that. Netflix isn't just like a company where you can get movies that they're actually creating their own top uh, stuff. Cause like, I know it says, you know, on the, on the previews, like Netflix original, but I know there's a lot of people that just don't really pay attention to that sort of stuff. I mean, I know that obviously because we're into film, we're aware of this stuff. Right. And how Netflix works. But I wonder if the general population, like if they, if they, if they're aware that Netflix is, is, their goal is to be more than just like a a platform to watch movies you know what i, I mean i don't think right. they care i yeah. think it's like can i watch what i want to watch can i rewatch yeah. what i want to watch and that's good enough yeah. you know what i mean yeah you know that's and then hulu that's why hulu is trying to that's how hulu's trying to compete with them because what they're doing is taking all the fox content and mm-hmm. that, which also involves like fx and stuff like yeah. that and bringing it to hulu and being like okay we're gonna be your one-stop shop for yeah. those the shows that you like that are fox based right but you have to subscribe into our yeah you know network essentially mm-hmm. uh and that's i mean and people don't really and care HBO's it's like doing the same thing and too. now hbo yeah. and then disney is trying to you know disney. they want to do their own yeah. thing uh, and God, that's a whole thing, man, with Disney. It's, <laughs> that's Disney sports. is a terrifying company, dude. Terrifying like, I, All company. the sports. Every single sport, sporting event. event. Yeah. All their Pretty Disney much. movies. Like, when that comes out, it's going to be like like 40 bucks a month or something. And you know people they are going to get it. They whatever they Disney. want. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Disney is... If you want to be scared of companies, <laughs> Amazon and Disney are two companies that are like, be afraid because yeah, they're yeah. out and they're out for essentially a vengeance. I don't know what they're avenging, but Donald Trump doesn't like Amazon for that reason, right? Donald Trump doesn't. There was something like a lot about that. There was like he was really hating on Amazon. I think because the Amazon <laughs> CEO Be- Be- Bezos. Yeah, Bezos yeah. is that what his yeah. name? I think he said some unflattering things about that man with tiny hands. So, oh, I think, uh, okay, well that makes yeah. sense. See, some bitterness the, there. The thing is, is that Jeff Bezos has this th- has this thing called "fuck you money," where uh, <laughs> he can basically do every whatever he wants and tell you to you know go fuck yourself because yeah. he is beyond touchable at this point. Right, <laughs> which know. is not a. It's we laugh, but it's not a good thing that he's like that. But essentially, he is an untouchable human yeah. being. At he this doesn't point. seem like. An asshole, though. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't. Really? I've kind of pictured him. Being like he doesn't. I mean, but. he probably is, but he doesn't. He doesn't seem like he's. Like, 
like a dick. I don't I don't know. You know what I mean? Right. Like I, I like yeah. I think any person who reaches that level where they're at the top <laughs> of and I'm, yeah. I'm not talking generally at the top of like I bet you Bob Iger. Yeah, you don't get to that point without being. It's it's just it's just how business is, and I don't want right, to go super right. deep into this because we're not this type of podcast. But th- there's a certain type of person that it takes to get to the top <laughs> of a pile like that, and you don't get there by being nice. You know what I mean? Right. right. Like it, it it's takes cutthroat. As fuck. It's cutthroat. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's it's you know sink or swim. Yeah fight with the sharks or die or whatever but like you know like, like yeah. warren, warren um warren buffett or whatever like he yeah he seems like he's a pretty decent dude but he's super fucking rich i you know? guarantee you that that's well, a I mean, facade. To, well, well i mean i'm sure like that there are people that when he wants to he's like the biggest you yeah. know asshole ever i think his his he, again i don't want to get his too deep in this but i think his <laughs> his thing is that he knows that if he comes off as a nice guy he can get more people it's on true. his side it's true it's true it's it's a it's all tactics yeah watch yeah. the corporation the documentary they talk about how it's like psych, uh the yeah. psychopathy is uh in line with high level corporate uh design essentially you to be to be at that level of corporation you essentially have to be a psychopath Right. Uh, I mean, and I'm not talking about someone who is a killer, right? Because psychopathy is its own yeah. specific uh, brain structure, yeah. just right. like sociopathy. You don't have to be a killer to be a psychopath. Yeah. It's a, just a way uh, that your mind works, <laughs> right? You know? And you we, see that in Okja too. So, like with Tilda Swinton's character, yeah, exactly. I mean, she literally replaces herself with a more uh psychopathic version of herself exactly. like in the movie like which win nancy is a, nancy is the definition of the psychopath and for yes. some reason she has some moment of weakness you know what i mean like she, yeah. she's this moment where she's like okay fine you can have your pig or whatever yeah. and then you yeah i'll take this gold like that is uh you know i think most psychopaths would be like fuck you i'm killing the pig taking your gold and kicking you out yeah you know like whatever but. <laughs> like they made it out to be a specifically about the money but i yeah. think i think a lot of business people i think you're right i think they would just turn off the uh they would just say no this is my product mm-hmm. i don't like they how you know maybe they're pulling the wool over their eyes with the with the gold pig thing you know yeah well yeah i mean like like Jeff Bezos, I mean, if someone fucking chucked a fucking gold pig at him, he doesn't give a fuck. He's like, fuck, I'm so fucking rich, it doesn't matter to me. Fucking shit. Right. Well, the thing is you that know? these guys get, you also get, like, so greedy at that level, yeah. too, that it's like everything is yours, you know? Right. Like, that yeah. is my gold pig, and that is my actual pig. Exactly. And you're in my factory, so yeah. now you're pretty much mine, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know right. what I mean? But, <laughs> but yeah, it gets, it gets into that. Um, okay, so how, where can I learn this psychopathy stuff? Because I want to learn how to do that. Yeah, you I want to. I want to make money. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. You don't. Um, <laughs> I think it's interesting that you did bring up the the can stuff, though, because and, and Okja, and I'm glad we talked about Okja because there's this really interesting idea about Okja um, that I kind of want to get into. But at the same time, I, I, before that, I kind of just want to talk about just a couple of things that I have here. Yeah. Um. So we know that Netflix and Amazon uh, and a lot of these streaming uh, platforms are perusing film festivals to find the next movie for their site. They're willing to pay a bunch of money for it. Uh, with such deep pockets, they have the ability to be the people who are there creating the content, but also the people who um, can buy the rights to distribution. In this case, we real- we found out that Netflix is going to back away from Cannes, yeah. but there's a billion other film festivals out there. 
Right. Um, so their stuff can go essentially wherever they want. Uh, you pop in, you say, you know, to a lot of festival organizers, I think if you say, my film, this is Netflix, I represent Netflix, this is our film, blah, 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 they're going to be like, okay, sure, you're yeah. in. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you kind of, at a certain point, you kind of get your, your golden ticket in without having to do too much. Mm-hmm. Um, which leads to this idea. Oh, so one example of what I'm talking about is like Manchester by the Sea, mm-hmm. which was reportedly yeah. purchased for about $10 million. By um, Amazon. By like Amazon. Chump change. Essentially, yeah, though that's actually <laughs> like they make that in about a couple of, you know, a yeah. minute or so or whatever. Uh, Beasts of No Nation, which was purchased by Netflix for about $12 million reportedly, um, mm-hmm. you know, is along the same lines. You know, it was created outside of Netflix, but became a Netflix movie because essentially when yeah. Netflix buys your stuff, it's like now it's Netflix. Yeah. It's a Netflix original or whatever. You know, it's like they have it's like how control. exactly it's yeah. like how uh, rest of development became. Uh, they call it a semi original Netflix series, but really they're saying it's a Netflix original yeah. series, which it's not. But that's what they bought the rights I'd, to. I'd like to. Right. To like. You know, talk to the producers and see how they shop that around. You know what I mean? What Arrested Development? Uh, Beast of No Nation. Oh, Beast of No Nation. Yeah, in, in the sense of like, I mean, just due to the the the. the I think it got bought at a festival. Okay. I don't think they okay. needed to shop it around yeah, as much yeah, as yeah. like he came off hot off of uh, True, True Detective, Detective season one. Yeah, so people already knew this dude was around. Yeah. They knew he was making a movie. And he had a um, film before that was pretty popular at the film, fe- at film right. festivals. So. And he also was slated to do It, which was after Beast of the Nation. But obviously there are people who were looking out for him, right? Yeah. Um, in this case. And th- based off of the production companies who help finance your film, sometimes that helps yeah. you know, get With some the recognition distribution. as well. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, did, this movie, yeah. it, it had a theatrical run for a little it bit. It did. So that's and what I was going to say, too. Oh, solid. Oh, okay. Go ahead. You go uh, ahead. Well, okay. So, uh, basically, I just want to say that Beast of the Nation is a kind of a special case because it was released simultaneously in theaters and online. It was one of yeah. the first that was like, okay, we're going to test this idea out and see if people are interested in going to the theater even though they know they can watch it at home. Because they, like, they had trailers playing, you know, in different places, I remember seeing them, mm-hmm. um, and I was really stoked to see the movie. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, "Oh, I got to see this!" And then when I found out that it was going to be on Netflix, I I wasn't. I don't think I was really aware that it was going to be played simultaneously, and I was disappointed. I'm like, "Oh fuck! It's gonna. It's not gonna come out till you know another year, mm-hmm. right? You know." But then it was like, "Oh shit! It's at the same fucking time as the." So that was. I was actually pretty happy about that. Yeah, because you know we're in the day. An age where we want our shit now. Exactly. Because <laughs> that's why the whole watching at home tends to trump um, going to the theater because right. a lot of people are like, well, why go through the trouble of going to the theater exactly, when I can just yeah. sit here? Yeah. Um, so, but in terms of Beasts of No Nation, due to violating the 90 day exclusivity window for theater releases, larger theaters boycotted the film, leaving it to smaller independent theaters, which is also why you really didn't hear about yeah. it coming to theaters because. If it comes to Regal, Regal's going to pump out the marketing yeah. for it, right? Right. But the indie theaters aren't, don't have the budget to market out these things, so they're relying on the people who are into the theater to go and see it, you know? Yeah. I don't, I don't even... It, it, yeah. It, I think, I'm pretty sure the distributor pays for the marketing materials. I don't think the theater chains are paying for that. You're, you're probably right. You're probably right. But, it's, but Regal has its own ability to market 
as well through its various platforms, right? You know, like going to a Regal theater or using the Regal app or, you know, right. There's, there's lots of little things that Regal attaches their name to, right? You know, it's, it's in, it behooves them to also pump money into marketing movies to get people to come watch the movie. Sure. Sure. You know what I mean, but obviously, especially yeah, in, of, in their theater, because exactly. like s- sometimes movies don't like will only go to AMC or will only go to Regal. Right. Or will only go to IPix or Landmark, you know. And especially in bigger cities where you have both those chains, of yeah. course they're going to be vying more to of the for the marketing and you know because obviously they have their own displays and stuff that they can put stuff out yeah, and like, the you know, cardboard cutouts. And- <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. <laughs> There's lots of little things they can do. Um, sure. But yeah, so that's a. Uh, it's kind of it's a weird. We're at this weird point where Netflix is like. They're producing their own stuff. You know, like Bright is a good example of a film that was a Netflix produced movie. Which right. Apparently cost like ninety some million dollars. Which yeah, is they're not insane. they're not disclosing the, exactly how much. Because I, th- I think they're a little embarrassed. Higher. I think yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. they paid the they writer to. like like millions of dollars. Yeah. You know, because uh, yeah. that guy is like hot ticket item. Uh, Landis was that Landis who did that? Shit, I don't even know. Um, let's find out. I'll look it up for but you. But I know, yeah, the director, I mean, he, he did Suicide Squad, and he did Fury, and... Yeah, know, Max Landis. He Max wrote, Landis, yeah. Was the writer. He's, a, he's not a small... He's not, like, just a screen artist they just picked up off the streets, you know? Like, he's done quite a bit of things. Here is um, his filmography as a writer. Uh, Chronicle, him or Me, Him, Her, American Ultra, Victor Frankenstein, Mr. Right, and Bright. Also, he's... I don't I've know. seen all those movies. That's so weird. <laughs> I think Chron- I had no idea. <laughs> all of those movies, Chronicle's the only one that I really know about besides Bright, and it's the only one I think is seems interesting, so I kind of wonder if he might be a little overrated. As well, a, he... Um, like American he, Ultra? Oh, I've he seen doesn't, He doesn't just work on um, those movies. He works on other movies, too. He's kind of like in the screenwriting community. Of course. Yeah, I imagine. Yeah. He, yeah. These are just the movies he's credited as the writer, because obviously right. you can be a guy who walked, who got paid to do a draft, right. or a story, or you know, editing or whatever, you know. Right. But um, he had four films come out in 2015 that's as a insane, writer, dude. Like that's wow. a lot of yeah. films to come out. Um, so yeah. writing, yeah. So he was so like think- the, he was like the it boy for a while. Yeah. Like well, because I think coming in hot off of Chronicle. Yeah, because Chronicle was the one that really got his um, name out there. For yeah, because sure. that one came mm-hmm. out of nowhere. Yeah, because that, yeah. that was it. That was even like a hit at Sundance and stuff. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, um, Seattle. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Bright is an interesting film for a variety of reasons, but it's it has that Hollywood feel, but. At the same time, because I know that it was by Netflix, it it's different to me. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what it is because you know you look at it aesthetically and it, it doesn't, it doesn't look like they cut corners anywhere. But because I like mentally know that it didn't go out in theaters, it almost kind of cheapens it for me. Is what, that weird? What? Like, no, is, that's not that weird. Feels like a straight to TV. Like, yeah, DVD it movie. Kind of, yeah it, it, it's not that it looked like it or felt like it it's just like subconsciously i'm like 
I mean, it has Will Smith in it, you know, Joel Edgerton. Like, it, the cast is big, it, it, but it, at the same time, I'm just like... Well, because you're a you're a guy who goes to the movies a lot. So to yeah, you, like to there's a very... Yeah. There is a distinction where it's like, you are, you are very familiar with the um, experience of watching a movie in a right. theater. I think maybe that's what it is. And right. you're watching it at home. Even on a sound bar or a good yeah, sound yeah. system, you know that you're watching it at home. I had a pleasant experience when I watched that movie. I mean, yeah, it has its faults, but I knew what I was getting myself into. I mean, just the, I mean, you look at the fucking plot and you kind of know that it's not going to live up to the trailer. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah. but I, it was an entertaining movie, and I, I, it was a good experience watching it at home. Um, and I, I feel like it might have been the same experience in the theater. I don't think I would have had a better experience in the theater with that type of movie. Um, it would have. It would have. I mean. Better I think it or worse, ch- but it would have changed. It would have changed it for yeah. sure, especially yeah. with people's reactions. It's yeah. like, oh shit, you know, like, yeah, you know, people that would have been like, better. Like, it, yeah. yeah, I guess it would have probably, especially if if you're with like people that are really into like Will Smith, you know, because yes. Will yeah. Smith has like that group of people that are just so it's almost like a vocal group. I don't know how to describe yeah. that, but no, I mean I, that's totally true, and that's that's true for it's like Adam Sandler. Adam, yeah, Adam Sandler. I was <laughs> just gonna say that Adam Sandler, exactly. Seth Rogen, um, yeah, like the, the Netflix is Kevin buying Smith, to a degree. Kevin, yeah, Kevin Smith. Netflix is kind of buying these people yeah. and their stories uh, because they know that they have a following. Dude, uh, Adam exactly. Sandler is bought, man. Like by oh, Netflix, Netflix yeah. gave like, him a yeah. huge, deal. huge amount. Like he yeah. he's huge. already set for life, but he is like, yeah, he's set. He's set. Yeah. His, he's a, his he's actually, grandchildren. I want to say he's actually he actually was one of the top earning film actors of like the last couple of years so insane to me you right know, just so, like, so but, uh, insane like paul to thomas me. anderson just directed his uh, latest um stand-up special that's gonna oh, go on netflix what? paul thomas oh, wow. fucking anderson yeah that's, that's crazy weird. that's really weird yeah that that's came really weird. weird that that news came out today or yesterday what i forget the fuck? It, yeah <laughs> they must have it a was, relationship it was a bi- from it was, it was like a big, love it was like a big event though i mean like a lot of big stars went to this this special I and mean, i don't I, you know, of course, people are saying like, "Oh, is Adam Sandler back to like what he's doing?" You know, when he when he started, you know, is he he's not doing the stuff that he's been. You know what I mean? Like, so there's some hype around this thing now, so it better yeah. live up to it. You know, but yeah, and th- this is perhaps the most interesting thing about Netflix for me is is the money um, aspect of this, like. Regular studios are making movies to appeal to a mass audience in order to get people to show up. Netflix doesn't necessarily care if you watch the films or not. Right. Uh, all they care about is that you are a subscriber. Exactly. Um, so it's allowing for um, a, f- a few different things to happen. Um, uh, w- w- the most important thing is that Netflix is going to take more chances. Uh, they they want the riskier movies um, because they want to like why not you know well, that's yeah, that's that's the biggest complaint about people with studio films nowadays is that yeah like if if Bright came out and this is something that the director has said uh, about Bright if it came out in the traditional studio system it would be a PG thirteen movie and not a rated yeah. R because right. what fantasy action movie 
is going to appeal to adults. Right. Or to you know? tie that into Okja, Okja would never have happened in the studio system. Yeah. Ever. Yeah, yeah. Never. This, I was, I was telling my roommate, I was trying to convince him. I was like, hey, man, do you want to come watch Okja? And he's like, what is it? And I was like, it's about, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really know what it was about. I was like, it's about like this giant genetically modified pig. <laughs> and um, there's like this girl and they're friends. And I think she has to save the pig. And he was like, yeah, pass, you know? (laughs) And I was like, okay. And then I realized that I probably could have gotten him by just saying Jake Gyllenhaal, which I had no idea was in the movie. And Paul Dano, which I had no idea idea. was in the movie either. Um, I I had no idea there was any, like, American actors. No way. I thought yeah. I thought it was literally just a oh Korean movie. God, I had yeah. no, no idea way. going into this. No way, you guys didn't yeah. know. No, I no, I didn't look that up at all. I mean, this went to the Cannes <laughs> Film Festival. Yeah, but it, a lot of films go to the Cannes Festival but, without fucking. But it, but it had any so much people. buzz for a while. I thought like no, I oh my god, I didn't that's look hilarious. Into it. Because right. honestly, before this episode, I wasn't that interested in watching it <laughs> because I had an idea uh, of what it was. And you, by looking at it in the trailers, you get an idea. Okay, this yeah, is a yeah. fantasy adventure. I don't know, even magical realism right. type film. How familiar are with his like, other films? Um, like, have you seen The Host and uh, um, Snowpiercer? I haven't. I haven't seen either one of those. I've seen part like a, the beginning of The Host, but let me look up. Oh man, both of those his are stuff real good. quick. The host the ho- I like The Host. Yeah. I'm a big did, fan did, of The Host. Did you watch uh, Snowpiercer though? I did. Uh, I. Th- I th- it's my least favorite of his movies. Um, yeah, I, I think I think Okja is his best movie so far. Oh wow! Uh, you think Okja yeah, is better but, than the host? I think so. Yeah, I'm. I, I liked it more uh, for my oh, personal right. taste. I wanted to see this one, Memories of Murder. I do want to see mm-hmm. that one. Um, yeah, I and seen I that do want to see Mother. Oh, I've heard good things about Mother. Uh, but I, I keep meaning to watch the host. I haven't watched. Uh, maybe I have seen this one. The host I've is good. It's like the best it. monster movie to come out. In, I've seen like, parts of since, it since like, the original I, King Kong. I think I've seen a sequence where the where the monster comes out of the river or something. It's good, man. It, oh yeah, the, the host is definitely. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's really good. I would like to eventually see Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer is good, um, man. I liked it because it's of just different. the crazy. You know, yeah. and Snowpiercer is one of those ones too, where it's like, how the hell did I get made? You know? Oh yeah, I know. It's yeah, weird. I saw that at the Pickford with my friend, and I was just like, "What the fuck?" It has like Chris Evans. It has um, Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton. It has yeah. Uh, it has a huge cast. I mean, huge. John Hurt. Yeah, John Hurt. It has uh, yeah. uh, Octavia Spencer. It has. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, it's a crazy, crazy cast. Yeah, and freaking like, bizarre roles too. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, like really zany roles. Like everyone yeah, Ed, plays a Ed really Harris. zany character. I mean, fucking Ed Harris. Yeah, Ed is Harris. It, you know? Ed like, Harris isn't it? What the? Yeah. Hell? Yeah. See, and in you know that movie had contention with the Weinstein company too because he was just he was like, I, we can't cut anything, man. You know, and they were just like, all right, well, we're cutting you. Yeah. You know that type of thing. Yeah. Um, and then Netflix was like, dude, make your movie, and he made his movie with yeah. Oksha. Yeah. You know, um, and he just that's that's what it was. You I, know, without Netflix, they, you wouldn't have the movie. They made it with plan b right so that's brad pitt's uh yeah and angelina jolie's it had production, company. production companies yeah what yeah of course yeah of course they did plan b lewis pictures kate street picture company so did, did netflix approach them and they're like we're probably gonna buy your movie is that how that worked or were they just like did they buy it like they bought um we want to help this, you give okay. you the, other baby movies to the world now 
Do we know? Can, people can take this or leave this as it is because it's Wikipedia. But according to Wikipedia, it says it was picked up by Netflix and Plan B Entertainment with a budget of about $50 million. Okay. So that means oh. that they were on board Before. from the get-go. Producing it. Yeah. And yeah. it was actually... Wow. It was to begin in Seoul, or it began... Principal photography began in Seoul, Korea, uh, but it actually moved to Vancouver, BC. Oh wow! For most of most of the other filming, and you know, we should talk about Darius Kanji as part of that too, because he's been he's come up before. Yeah, man, he's doing the um, uh, he's doing uh, uh, too young or oh, god damn it, too, too old, old to, die, to young. die young. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that so Amazon. Uh, Nicholas Winding Griffin. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, that is. He's, yeah, he's been around. He's been around. Actually, we don't have to talk about him that much. But, but um, it did make for some very beautiful images in Okja. Jacob, sure. you mentioned uh, that uh, you know Netflix doesn't care about what you watch. They just want you to sub- subscribe. And I mean, it's true because you could have some guy, right, that will subscribe to Netflix because it's what, 10 bucks a month? Yeah, I think it's like bucks. twelve bucks now. Yeah, or twelve something. bucks a month, right? Even if he wanted to see one fucking movie, right? He right. could subscribe. And the thing is, is there's probably a high chance that he won't unsubscribe because at the at the rate that they're going, there's so much content in there. there there's no fucking way you can ever right. really catch up. So well, he he can be like you know. Oh my God! They actually have this. They have this too. They have this too. Yeah. They, they have more. They have more than I thought that they would. And and then he, they've got another subscriber that's gonna even at the most if he if he subscribes for another five months. That's that's you know that's, that's the like trap of the free 60, month though because what right. they're trying that's to true. do is like okay we'll give you the free month but you have to put your card information in yeah, yeah. and what they're hoping for is that you either get hooked yeah. or you forget right. And Which that, the forget is yeah. probably works very well, <laughs> right? Yes, because their monthly subscription <laughs> numbers fluctuate up and down, right? Like they don't, you know, if they can get your money for a month, obviously it's more ideal if they can mm. have it for more than a month. But if they get it for a month, that's one month where they got an extra ten bucks out of however many hundreds I mean, of thousands of people, it's, right? It's, it's actually a pretty brilliant because I mean, like for me, I don't watch Netflix every day. You know, I, I, I it's not an app that i because i have a um amazon fire stick or whatever it's not an app that i use every day but i've been subscribed to it for years now because it's fucking 12 bucks a month like i could go see a movie that's more expensive than that yeah and it's for a whole month and they're giving they're giving us content new content every every month as well like there's always something that i'm going to watch on netflix every month that it's that makes it worth it let's be let's be honest though a lot of netflix content is really bad right there a lot of it is but right but it but there's enough though for me that like like uh peak uh peaky blinders and like a lot of tv that makes that makes it worth it for me um and and especially now with like the comedy specials because like comedy specials i don't think have ever been so big ever all all the stand-up stuff yeah Right, because before you had to just buy it on, you know, fucking DVD, you know? Yeah. And mm-hmm. now you can get it, you know, three or four days or two months or whatever after it was, you know, aired. Like, so much right. quicker than what, you know, Dave Chappelle in the early 2000s. Now you can just see his special, like, a month after he did it, you know? 
right and that, a this couple is days what, after he did it this is what netflix is trying to do like they're yeah. they're taking they're looking they're putting you in a box okay byron he likes stand-up specials and yeah. he likes weird, like our original content, I assume. I, I, just like weird uh, foreign movies or some shit. And they're looking <laughs> at Keith and they're like, okay, he likes horror films. Okay, we need some horror films on Netflix, you know. And then they're looking at me and they're like, you know, he likes to watch The Office over and over again. So we can't <laughs> get rid of The Office. Um, so uh, what they're doing is like, how do we appeal to every single person? And yeah. now, like, they have a ton of U.S. and and U.K. subscribers. And they have they're a whole bunch of Spanish over. They have a bunch of Spanish. They they're, have, they're they looking have, to uh, telenovelas and sitcoms, like soap operas, Spanish soap originally operas and stuff. produced stuff. Yeah, now. yeah, they just came out with one this year, yeah. and they're gonna have more next year. So yeah. they're like, they're pushing like all this foreign language stuff. Yeah, now. Um, because they know that some people in America want that, mm-hmm. you know, and it, so, it, if anything, it gives them that prestige, but it also gives them a market overseas too. Yeah, this is where I'm going to say that I I kind of disagree with the fact that Netflix doesn't care because I think they do care in so far as it helps them create these shows and movies that appeal to these specific audiences. You right. know, like the yeah. Get Down. Yeah. For example, trying to appeal to like black audiences and yeah. trying to get more of that subscriber base from that, you know, and, and right? F- yeah, FX, FX is doing that with Atlanta, mm-hmm. you know, like, they're trying to target specific yeah. shows and movies to people. So I think they do care what you watch. It only they only care they don't care the specifics. They care about can we make our own content based off of the data we yes. collected? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Yes. Is what's important yeah. distinction? Yeah. Yes. That um, is a very good. Th- thank you for calling that out. Because that, that's that is why, totally true, and that's why, and that's what's going to make them in their pursuit to become a TV channel yeah. or a, a channel. Yeah. Essentially, is their ability to say, "Okay, we can see this insane amount of data. Yeah, how long, how often, what people are watching, and we can base everything, all the scripts we buy, all the shows we buy, all the movies we buy off of this." Yeah. And say this is not going to work and, because we don't have that subscribership or it will they, work because yeah. we need that subscribership you know they don't share here's another thing that Netflix does. they don't share that data with anyone anyone why would Rare, they? like yeah why would they rarely do they talk about like which film is like show like is their most popular show i think right. one time someone said in an offhand comment that orange is the new black was their most watched show at a certain point i think that was like two years ago um but outside of that that is they don't talk about it at all versus yeah. the studio system where it's like if people aren't going to go watch the movie it's done you know like movies over you know That's the like thing. good luck like, getting the dvd good luck getting <laughs> like a good price on like video on demand you know like people just forget about it i mean when people think about value you know what's what's the most valuable like let's take example uh, for example Costco and Walmart yeah I was gonna say which is more Netflix is the Costco of exactly like which is yeah. more valuable in people's minds Costco, Costco. Yeah. part yeah. of the reason is be- is the gatekeeping aspect of you have to buy in to even enter the fucking store yeah yeah. You have to buy into Netflix to even enter in to watch what they got. Yeah. Why share this information that has suddenly skyrocketed in value? You know, this data is worth billions of dollars. Why right. share that with anyone, especially the studios 
who they're directly competing against and the studios who are just trying to shit all over Netflix. Yeah. And I'm not trying to defend Netflix here also, but why give why give <laughs> any information out when you can utilize it for yourself, tell it, give the finger to everyone, and right. sit on this stockpile of billions and trillions of dollars worth of yeah. user data? Why? I think if There's they no share that stuff, it would only hurt them. It would hurt like, them. Because they... They don't want people to know that nobody watched Beast of No Nation. Exactly. Like, because yeah. they don't care that nobody watched it. What they care about is how Beast of No Nation makes them look. Like, exactly. If, <laughs> if you're not a person who s- scrolls through, so like, I was reading about a strategy that that, that they're talking about, and they're saying that they their goal is to bring people in uh, with pe- like Will Smith types or Adam Sandler types, and they know that people don't actually fit into the boxes that they put people in. And they're they're hoping that people who go subscribe to Netflix to watch Adam Sandler movies are gonna pick up one of like pick up Oakja or pick up mm-hmm. or they're gonna be like oh Adam Sandler's in Punch Drunk Love let's watch Punch Drunk Drunk Love you know because that's <laughs> not an Adam Sandler movie but yeah. it has Adam Sandler in it and that movie is better with knowing Adam Sandler's like history of comedy um, so. Uh, the, like they although they're putting people in boxes they're still like their top secret algorithms what whatever the hell they are 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 focusing on getting individual people to watch certain films weirdest yep. thing ever exactly it's crazy too because like music is using the same model as well now you know because you have all these With, streaming yeah. platforms like that are that are actually becoming like these neat they start off as like niche like titles started off as mainly rap and but now they're doing more than just rap music you know mm-hmm. they're doing other things and they're using like the same model as like netflix and hulu and amazon and, and are, are you talking I, about like spotify and, and spotify pandora yeah. yeah pandora yeah yeah and like itunes started all that shit because it's like yeah. you can get almost everything in one thing and then it's like what digitized entertainment what is this and you know i don't know it's itunes really i think started a lot iTunes of this changed everything yeah. with the one dollar yeah. or 99 yeah. cent songs yeah um, yeah they really yeah uh, and then you gotta think too like netflix you know the app on your phone or like wherever it's at on the computer look at all the data that they're scraping out of all r- the random shit that you give them access to you know yeah like, yeah you yeah don't, they're they're pulling in more than just what you're watching yeah you know well, it, whenever something is this cheap, the pro, you you are the product. Exactly. So, like everyone just learned this with Facebook recently, or I'm pretty sure I actually everyone <laughs> knew this about Facebook. But um, our, our government learned it about Facebook, I guess. All the old people um, that uh, when you when something is free, you are the product. You exactly. Know? Like exactly. You, you're being sold to other companies to sell ad revenue for. I mean, Which, we if, in ad advertising i work in advertising uh like they purposely create like fake models of of people for categories so like they talk about like all right so here's jill she's a millennial she has a ds and she likes to um go hiking on the weekends um she's a netflix subscriber and she's thought about uh subscribing to hulu because she wants to watch the new season of new girl like that they go into into depth on like what that is um and they just say okay here here's the websites that she goes to and here's the ads that we need to put up on on that shit and that's essentially what netflix is doing just on a 
major scale. <laughs> like, like how, like, like how does that not make sense? I mean, yeah, in a capitalist society, I mean, that's, that is pretty much like I don't know why yeah. people are freaking out about like, because they know, don't think about it in those terms, which it, is kind of sad. The company, well, the companies don't they don't tell you that obviously because yeah. they're to their benefit what, not to, but. I guess maybe they, just, but they do they just like use legal language yeah. that no yeah, one reads yeah. exactly yeah. Uh, so here is my kind of questions I guess I got two two questions here uh, well I guess we covered one so I, I, won't, I won't talk about that the question was why is Netflix cranking up their original mm-hmm. content creation because they want to become a, uh, essentially their own channel yeah but the the yeah, other question they're, they are pivoting yeah pivoting. yeah exactly um, mm-hmm. The other question we sort of touched on, but maybe we can get into a little bit more, is why is it important that they are making movies outside of the Hollywood system? Oh God, that's yeah, that, yeah. I could I could answer one thing. So they, um, as far as it, the filmmaker goes, because I, I I feel like a lot of people are focusing the Netflix conversation on how they're disrupting Hollywood and how Hollywood is failing, which I, I don't think it is, but that's, you know, everyone thinks Hollywood is failing all the time. Um, but uh, I would say that it's important for the more important for the indie filmmaker more now than ever. Um, because a lot of Hollywood films, they're focused on that PG 13. They're focused on making sequels. Like that's their big money item is like the Marvel movies, which obviously came from just like nothing, but they still like built. And now they're, there's this whole foundation of Marvel movies and star Wars and all and star Wars also came from nothing too. Um, but, um, they're all focused on that while Netflix is, is giving that freedom to the filmmaker to do, whatever they want. So I think Netflix is really important to the filmmaker and, uh, to making those things like they have such more respect for the filmmaker and what they want to do than, um, any of the studios and like the studios, when you go in to pitch a movie, I don't do this, but I've heard about this. Um, they're, they're not looking to make your movie. They're looking to hire someone to make their movie. You know, so they they're like, hey, we we're thinking about this movie here. Would you want to write this or would you want to direct this? Um, but Netflix is doing the opposite. They're saying, hey, what's your film? How can we help you with that film and achieve that? And I think that is why a lot of filmmakers are really attracted to Netflix. Yeah, but and I think that's also why filmmakers are saying that the Hollywood system is failing. They're not yeah. failing in a sense of like money. They're failing in the sense of they're failing Art. artists. Yeah. Yeah. Like because at at one point you could be a Coppola, right? And really work with your art and then you could make it in the system. Um, right. But as you could tell with just even hit Coppola's career, you know, the system doesn't work. Um for a very particular type of filmmaker, you know, yeah. like, like it only works for, you know, Ron Howard types. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> yeah. Like highly cr- collaborative, right. um, like people who want to get that mass audience. Yeah. And yeah. what's so yeah. weird is, is Netflix. It is like a mass audience thing, but I like, I still don't think like beast of no nation has, a ton of views. I don't think so. I think I think what's going on here is that basically sad. 
they know that the studio systems are going to create a certain type of content. And what they're saying is, why even compete? I mean, we can't. What they're saying is, we can compete. But why do what they're doing when clearly it's failing? Why not just be like, fuck it, we'll pick up everything else that you don't want? Because people want it. And you're afraid to, you know, do it. You're afraid to do it. Yeah. Basically. And that's like what Netflix has always done. Yeah. Like, uh, they got shat on for years from television uh because they were like this is not how tv works let me show you how it works and netflix is like no we're just gonna do our own thing and they took over television they're like f- netflix it is television now they're fucking bottom feeders That's what they are. <laughs> <laughs> uh my my answer pretty much fits into this it's the same thing i mean basically allows for films to be made that wouldn't have traditionally been made and that goes along with the the filmmakers are able to make films that are like you know, essentially indie films with Hollywood budgets. Yeah. So you yeah. get these weird plots and these weird stories like Okja uh, with a budget that makes it look like a fucking Hollywood yeah. movie. Well, know? I mean, here's a question. So it's a, it's a little bit, maybe a little bit more personal, but if Netflix approached you guys and for, with a decent budget and said, Hey, make your, your movie. It's it's just make your fucking movie, well, whatever that may be, and you get to. Would you guys go for it, or would you guys want the well, more obviously? Like, or would you yeah, want the I mean, more? I think the obvious answer obviously. is yes. Getting yeah. paid because... to make a film. <laughs> Here's the thing. Uh, yes, you Here's know. The thing about well, but there are like some fucking like super probably like filmmaker hipsters that are like, no, I have to yeah, have mine course. in a in a theater. Of that course, has to, you there's know? there's obviously going to be purists. There's going to be people who are like, nah, I want to stick it to the indie route. Right. There's, there's there's exceptions to everything. But here's the thing, as a filmmaker. You're always beholden to someone else right. to make your movie. Right. I mean, you could take any like indie film that had a three million dollar budget, and the reason they have that money is because of uh, someone came yeah. in and was mm-hmm. like, "We're putting money into this." Rich family friend. Um, yeah, or <laughs> yeah. some, or a bunch yeah. of companies come together yeah. to yeah. to kind of pool the money. But you're. You, you're always going to be beholden to the people who are able to distribute it, yeah, you know, essentially. Definitely. Um, and you can make what you want, but to make what you want, you have to have something there to finance it. I mean, or sell really yourself pretty. to Illuminati. Or sell yourself to <laughs> Illuminati. I mean, so <laughs> the, the balance is, is being like, how do you make what you want get people to see it so that you can make the next thing that you want. Right, right. Um, because and still maintain some level of, of filmmaker integrity, which is obviously important yeah. to people who are artistic, right? Is artistic right. integrity. Well, I think that's what we're going to see. I think we're going to see people that, um, like Sean Baker, right, who um, did Tangerine and Florida Project and have got, you know, their films have gotten picked up through Amazon and stuff. But... I don't think that's where their careers are going to continue. I think they're going to continue, and it wouldn't surprise me if Sean Baker will have like a film that will be produced by a, a studio. Not that he's right. m- not that not necessarily that he's making like a Marvel movie, right? But that he's right. making a movie like I don't know, like Red Sparrow or like a Darren Aronofsky right. film. You know what like, I mean? Like, like a like a Fox Searchlight or like right. a Sony uh, Classic Focus. Focus, yeah, yeah, or yeah. Like you know. One yeah. of those like indie, one of those like studio 
indie arms you know that <laughs> yeah. are actually just the mi- major the studios mid-si- but yeah. they, they pretend to be indie like arms. the mi- the mid-sized major studios <laughs> yeah I mean, the thing is, For is sure. that to make your movie you're gonna say yes to a lot of things and if netflix approached you and said make your movie however you yeah. want you're a fucking fool to say no i mean really <laughs> yeah i mean i, I mean because people no. are gonna watch it because exactly. you, should, you should do it because i the thing is you should do it because you like making the movie and mm-hmm. you want it out there. Right. I mean, the chances of it actually being seen on Netflix is probably greater than, like, maybe possibly risking it for a theatrical run and then just having it fucking yeah. 100%. suck. 100%. <laughs> you know? Like, because yeah. it has a longer shelf life on Netflix. And also, and, Netflix, and it's going to be on there, like, forever. Yeah. I mean, like, anyone can watch it at any time. Yeah. Netflix is insanely competitive to get onto. Yeah. It's not easy to get onto Netflix. No, right. There's a bunch of criteria. Right. You have to pitch it to them. They have to like it. They have to accept it. You know, you're going through all these hoops. So <laughs> you have like, to take your pants off and spin around. Pretty much. And <laughs> even in post so, Harvey Weinstein Oh my god. Pretty much. And like <laughs> So you know, let's let's I get what you're saying. You're saying if someone came you're essentially saying if someone came up to you and gave you money to make a movie yeah. that you want to make, you would of course you would yeah. say yes. If you had well, actually, I didn't there, know. I didn't know. I didn't know if you guys would be like of course or not. Well, would you? Yeah, I would. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I think the obvious oh, answer is yes because <laughs> anyone I think you'd be stupid to, make... to you'd be stupid to say no. If you <laughs> say no, then you got you got major film. problems. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. If you've tried to make a short film, <laughs> it's insanely hard to do. I mean, making a movie at all is just an insane insane thing to take on. Um I could understand JJ Abrams saying no to that. Because he's making he's has it in with all the studios. Yeah. And he's making things that are beyond. But any any of us, like the three of us, of like that's never gonna happen. Like Netflix is never gonna come up to us right. this money. Right. But I mean, it, hey, <laughs> you're essentially I maybe mean, me. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the thing is, is that if you take Netflix out of the equation, the answer becomes easier. Even if you add Netflix into the equation, I think the answer is pretty easy, just because of the nature of yeah. filmmaking itself. I'm not gonna lie, yeah. though. If um, fucking Crackle came up, approached me and said, "Hey, I, I'd, I'd have to," I would. I don't know. I would 100 percent do that. I would totally do I, it for I, Crackle. I, but, I mean, come on, it's Crackle though. If fucking <laughs> the Bilbo Baggins shit. guy is no, doing I mean, that Crackle I w- series, I would totally. Do I it. could do Crackle. I, w- I would totally do it. But I mean, because I, I was being a little like facetious, because you know, crackle. right? Obviously, because yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. fucking Crackle. I, I, think, I think there's two things. I think there's two parts to your question, though. That right. I think you need to kind of talk about a little bit is like there's the idea of making the movie. Yeah. Which is in and of like a job, but in and of itself, that is the thing we like to do is make yeah. the movie. Yeah, and then there right. is the audience watching the movie, and sometimes you know, like, of course, if you make a movie, you want people to watch it yeah. because you're making it for people to watch. That's but the, but there is the two things. So like, if Crackle approached you, maybe you wouldn't get the viewership that you wanted, but you would still be able to make your movie, or you could fucking you know make. I mean? crackle a legitimate like a name or that you know what i mean yeah. you could be you could yeah. be yeah. that guy that's like holy shit did you see this new like crackle original film it's yeah, fucking nuts exactly and then be like oh damn like who knows i mean right that is okay, another so thing that's really exciting about all this you know right i i think this is a more interesting question if focus came up to you and was like hey do you want we're gonna give you money to make your movie and netflix came up to you and was like hey we're gonna give you money to make your movie which would you choose 
for the same amount of money. Focus features we're talking about the yeah focus features yeah. I actually I think they distribute. I don't know. If I they would say okay. Money. Let Let's make this question just a tiny bit harder. <laughs> let's Do say it. instead of focus features, it's a twenty four, and Netflix. Oh, there you go. Oh, A24. No Because A24 has been killing No it. fucking doubt, A24. No way. There's I'd ha- uh, there's, uh, there's no way Netflix would even... I would be like... Even if they gave me like $2 million more or whatever, or more, like I would go with A24 for sure. Because then you're like in, then you're like in the family of A24. Right. You'd be the A24 True. family. You know what I mean? That, that's what you, that's they, you want to be. Because they are like a legit... Yeah. yeah. No, I would... I, I mean, with... Without a doubt. Okay, dude. what Without about Plan B? Yeah, Plan B too. <laughs> Annapurna <laughs> and Annapurna. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like saying movies production. No, dude, movies Anna, that you like. I love That's Annapurna. I know. I, I love Annapurna. I love Plan B. And I love. Um... <laughs> okay, maybe Focus was the best question out of that. Then. <laughs> yeah, I think Focus is going. But Keith, what would your answer be? Well, who are we talking about? Any of these? I don't know. Uh... That's a hard question. I don't know. A24 and Netflix. Well, do you want to do it or... Yeah. I, f- I feel like... I feel like A24 okay, would be let's... good... For Keith, A24 has to the, be the, the one. Thing... I mean, come on. I know. Is this a question? <laughs> the, the question changes, though, depending on where you're at. Like, if I was five films deep... Right. Oh, I guess that's... It would be different than if it was, like, I'm trying to get my first film off the right, ground. Right, Because yeah. the feeling I get with Netflix... Is that they want to buy you for, if not forever, for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's a web you want to get tangled in right right off the bat. Right. It's the same thing with, like, you know, well, no, it's probably not the same thing. But but there's something about Netflix that's like, okay, we want you to be us. Right. And it's either us or them. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Whereas A24, it's like, you might be able to make an A24 movie and then maybe focus feature, features, bought by, you know, there's something about these companies that, uh, and the, the bidding process that kind of changes it where Netflix is like, look, we're going to give you money. We're going to give you more money than they're going to offer you. The catch is, is you're ours now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that to me it's is scary, a little actually. scary. Yeah. So if it was like my first film, I would probably go A24. Yeah, yeah. But also because I like what they're doing. And right. also because they kind of just give you... There's something about them that's like... They're they're indie in their feel, but their their ambition is higher. Yeah, their ambition's high. Right. Their, their final products are like... Not, like Great. You have, you have to take them serious. Exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. But, with, but at the same time, knowing that you're a part of the Netflix family and that you have this ability to make consistent films yeah. and is like, huge. And if you just happen to be a filmmaker that your visions ha- like just will cost a lot of money, A24 is not going to be able to give you 90 million bucks. Right. Right. Whereas right. Netflix could be like, yeah, we can make that work, you know? Or they'll give you... Yeah, they're, they're always going to be able to probably most likely give you more than what A24 right, is. Right. So that's a tough question. I would probably yeah. lean A24, but that's just because I haven't been through that process yet. Yeah. Um, but at the right. same time, like I said, there's something about knowing. That's why a lot of these people will stay on TV shows for years and years because there's something yeah. nice about having the... Because... Every actor, every filmmaker, director, whoever is working 
is always a um they're always someone for hire yeah you're all, like even you know we know <laughs> mel damsky uh you know i know him personally he's a guy who's been in tv a lot for many many years decades he's made many movies um every time a project ends yeah. he's back looking for a job right right you know what i mean that's just that's the process is that once the project's over but if you're working a tv show if you're working for netflix and they're slating if you're you know that's what they did for sandler they're like look we're gonna guarantee you x movie deals for x dollars yeah boom you're set so you're like okay i'm gonna be able to make five movies with netflix you know it's the same thing it's with marvel too you know these guys who got who are the you know it's like chris evans Mm -hmm. they contracted him you have to make this many movies for us right but the flip side is you're making that many movies yeah. and you know you will and you know you're going to get paid this much. There's like a lot of film directors that are uh, TV directors that like work for AMC and they just continue basically working and just directing all sorts of different TV shows yeah. for AMC. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You know, yeah. like um, it's like they're almost an AMC um employee, but they're not. They're just yeah. because they're they're just a part of the they're familiar with the company yes. and they like what they're creating yeah. and they're like hey we have another project they, that will fit they your they get along with everybody so, yeah i mean that's that's like what the agent agency life is you know like yeah. occasionally like an advertising agency will um pick up just some random t- hot talent you know they'll go get fucking pez off of youtube to make uh, some weird spots, you know, some stop motion spots or something, and then they'll never work with Pez again because he cost a thousand billion dollars. Um, <laughs> but then you have other guys who are like me, who are just like in with an agency here, an agency there, and you you get work regularly from that one agency, and you're not looking to um, really like get work from anyone else. You know what I mean? So right, you're like yeah. in it for that. I think that is what a lot of people are like because you get along with everybody everyone knows what kind of work you're going to bring um it's kind of like a comfort uh direction exactly it's exactly yeah 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 um so here let me answer this question question real real quick um just to just solidify mine i would say a24 oh yeah oh okay um i would go with a24 and this is why um i think as far as the quality of my film that I would make, I think the people at A24 would do a better job uh, making my film better. Because um, they, I looking at the quality of their films that they've made and have come out of the hatch, I mean, they, they still have their whole studio that is helping you with the creative and stuff like that. And I would want those guys to, to uh, and women to, to work with my film with me. Um, I trust netflix is great um but from the large variety of content that i've seen um i i think that they i just i like the a24 is really focused on a particular kind of movie and those are the kind of movies that i would like to make right um and those are the kind of movies that a lot of first-time filmmakers make um but netflix i think is is not really looking for the kind of things that I would want to do. Um, so I would, t- without a doubt, go with A24 just because the, of the kind of films that they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes yeah. sense. Um, let's see. 
I really, I don't have a good way to segue into this, but I would really like to fit this in before our break, um, and we talk about the the last parts of this, uh, the episode. Do it. Uh, so just to kind of round it out with Okja again, uh, we talked about how Beast of No Nation is kind of this interesting film because it got shown simultaneously in theaters and online, and was sort of this test. Okja itself is actually an important film um, because of this idea of it being a quote statement film. Meaning that it's a movie that Netflix is using to make a statement about their ideas for the future. Okay, does that make sense? Right. Yeah. Um, in in what way? Like about food or about how they want to make films? Like a political statement? What kind of no? Statement? So so what the idea about food and the po- political statement comes from the filmmakers. What Netflix is doing with this film is essentially putting this this film out there that's like okay. It's so accepted and adored by audiences because of its content and and the plot and everything else that it makes it harder for the industry, industry watchers, filmmakers, producers, and festival organizers, festival organizers, people like that. It makes it harder for them to ignore a film like this. So you have this interesting this this basically Netflix is like throwing this out there and saying, "Hey, look." People love it. People love us. This is what we're doing. Yeah. If you guys don't want to take us seriously, that's yeah. on you. But people, but we're want here it. to stay. But yeah. We're here to stay. Right. So right. they're making a statement saying, "Look, we got the content. We got the film. You know, Oaksha was in the running for uh, for awards and stuff. You know, yeah. yeah. Um, I think it was in the running for Palm Dior, for the Palm Dior, right? That's, yeah, that's it, where yeah. the con- was, controversy yeah. started. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so they're saying, "Look, we can compete with you." And you you can't just be bodying us out, yeah. um, and I think this and I, the, the re- other reason why I wanted to fit this in here is because I read this article from The Verge, um, and the author was Caitlin Tiffany. Nice, <laughs> spelled that. That's, that is funny. That's my sweet. wife. It's very weird. And my girlfriend, girlfriend. and Caitlin is spelled how she spells it too, oh, which is weird. even weirder. Wow. But she had this very succinct, succinct way of writing um, the statement when she says, Netflix needed a movie good enough that any resistance would look like uh, entrenched old school bullying. And I think that's what they were. What, yeah. uh, that's where Oak yeah. sits is this idea of that like, look, sense. we made a film. If you're going to rag on the film, you're going to look like an asshole. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You're going to look like a crotchety old person and you got to get with the times. Which, and I think which this is. is a, uh, hilarious because of the scene in Okja like that is the goal of this company like Okja for them is a symbol of the perfect pig you know mm-hmm. so in a way Okja the film to Netflix is this is the same yep fucking thing as Okja in within the film you know you yep. know what I'm saying it's like the, the, corp- the meat yeah. corporation yeah. yeah like it's the perfect pig it's so in that way, it's literally the perfect, perfect pig mm-hmm. uh, for for Netflix. Not That's that so, Netflix yeah. is like a horrible company or anything. I don't know anything about their internal processes or anything. Um, but uh, judging by what content they make, um, they're kind of just all across the board and not everything is like as prestigious as the Sokja movie. Mm-hmm. That's some meta shit right I there. I know, it really it really is. <laughs> it's I mean, super if, meta, if dude. If you were to make like a meme out of it essentially, <laughs> the you know, Miha would be Netflix, yeah. Okja would be Okja, yeah. and Miranda would be the studios. 
Yes. And it's it, a perfect it's a very strangely meta <laughs> aspect to it. And Okja is this, is the film that's like, you know, how can you hate this film? You know, it's it's that thing. It's like we talked about this before, like with the uh, with something about uh, children or something. It's like, how do you hate this? You know, you, you can't oh. hate if you if you end up hating this, you look like an asshole. That type of thing. Oh, you know, yeah, like, what movie was that? There was something that was you know it was, it was about kind of children. That, it was something like that, yeah. But anyway, it, it was an interesting idea that I came across um, when doing research, and, and how Okja is this strange film sitting in this middle of like, all right, guys, we're here. Yeah. We got the we got the chops. We got we can compete. <laughs> we can fucking duke it out for yeah. as many rounds as we need to. And you, if you yeah. hate on it, you're gonna look like an asshole. Yeah. But we're gonna come out good either way, you know. I think, and that's that's they, Mudbound. That's be, mm-hmm. that's what they're trying to do with Beast of No Nation. Yeah. Like that. Like they were like, okay, it's a flop in the box office, but hey, we still bought it for twelve million dollars, and people yep. still watch it. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they're looking for that prestige, man. They want to be known as like this golden pig. You know, they want. Yeah, that. they do. They really do. So I'm glad I'm glad that actually worked out uh, better than I thought it would. Wow, yeah, um, that's great. So uh, where do you where do you guys think Netflix is going in the future? McDonald's. Where, where, besides McDonald's, <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? That's like a on really their menu? Big question. No, I mean like I think they want to be like the fucking premier. The McDonald's of yeah, like yeah. I mean because like. Yeah, Burger King and Arby's and Taco Bell and Taco Time are all big, but McDonald's, you're not going to surpass it. Everybody knows McDonald's. Everybody. I mean, Netflix wants to be synonymous with your way of li- with yeah. your life, there, with your it, way of life. Everything yeah, you do. Yeah, like lifestyle. It's like almost. when I get up in the morning, I mean, this is literally me. When I get up in the morning, we turn on Netflix to have something playing in the background and we go about our day. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's What do you put it. on? Whatever. Reruns of shit. Watch a lot of Parts Unknown, Parks and Rec, fucking... Parks we and wa- Rec. We're watching a lot of these British, random British shows, like these weird housing competitions. Like, <laughs> we like housing shows. I actually, yeah. I really enjoy, like, HG, HG HGTV Dude, style me shows. Too. Um, yeah. They're just... I just watch YouTube. You just throw on, you know? <laughs> I just throw YouTube on. It's, it's, it's stuff to just throw on yeah. if you... If you catch it while you're brushing your teeth it's like interesting to watch you know um but it's a vacuum keith it's a vacuum um (laughs) and that's what netflix wants they want like every month they want your whatever it is and they want your information and they want to just be you know they want to be the people that are like look at we're using this much data on the internet Mm. you can't fuck with us anymore like you can't that's why netflix was in 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 and out of the um (laughs) net neutrality debate because they were like look we don't even have to compete for the net neutrality you're gonna we're gonna fucking get the internet fast lane regardless because we're netflix you know what i mean yeah like it doesn't matter yeah i think they just want they want control of content just like Disney does. That's why we, what we didn't even talk about either is the fact that when Netflix buys stuff, they're usually not just buying a movie. They're buying packages. Yeah. They're buying movies that yeah. are like shitty that they don't want just so they can get the movies that they want. Right. You know? Right. Just like just a theater everything. chain. Big time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're buying everything. They're buying everything so that they can... Because right now, the biggest thing is copyright. If you can own the copyright for it, You've got. I mean, that's why Disney bought Marvel. Why they bought yeah. Star Wars. Why yeah. they're trying to buy f- fucking Fox's Fox Studios. Yeah. Because if you own it, 
you own it, and you can make all the money you off do of whatever. it. And yeah. you can tell everyone else to go fuck yourself. You know what I mean? And which <laughs> yeah. is what Disney's doing. And yeah. that's why Disney, what you don't know about Disney, you know about the Fox stuff, you know about Marvel, and you know about Star Wars. You don't know about all the tiny little shit that they're constantly yeah, buying. It's crazy. They, their yeah. Disney vault is insane because they're buying all this stuff. You're going to look and, you know, you're going to be making a film like, oh, I need a little bit of these rights. Where can I get it? You got to go to Disney. Disney. You got to go buy it from Disney. You know what I mean? I think think they're going to come out with their streaming platform and just surprise everybody. I think they're like one day they're just going to be like, hey, here's our Disney platform and it's going to have like a million things on it. And I think they're banking... I think what they're gonna be going for is just that like shock factor of like holy crap! Did, mm-hmm. did you guys see what was on Disney? They have this, they have that, they have this, they have that, they have this, they have that. You can watch ESPN, you can watch sports because they control all of television. It's gonna exactly. sur- it's gonna surprise. Or it's gonna it wouldn't surprise me if like they will own Netflix. Where like you have to subscribe to them to subscribe to Netflix. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, the they they're is- they're pulling away from Netflix. Yeah. There, there, there's not going to be any more Disney stuff on Netflix. Yeah, anymore. that's the thing. And then they're pulling you know, out all, everything. And that's the, Star Wars, Marvel. It's and all. They're not going even going to need Fantasia to do a free 2000. Month. You have to watch it now, guys, while it's on Netflix. <laughs> watch and, it now before it goes in the vault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they won't even have to do a free month. They'll say, "Look, we got everything. You give us fifteen bucks a month, yeah. and you can have it." I mean, shit, Marvel and, and the, fucking Star Wars alone, dude. Exactly, twenty-five, you know, dude. It's twenty-five insane. a month. It's, I bet it's you, it's insane. And. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's they're essentially <laughs> yeah. sitting on a ticking time bomb and they're waiting for it just to blow up. I didn't even hear what you said. I said twenty five ninety nine. Oh, <laughs> or twenty four ninety nine. Because that one cent makes it seem that much exactly. Cheaper. It's better. Yeah, nineteen ninety nine. Or if you call yeah. now, you'll get an extra month free. Right. Yeah, th- three monthly installments yeah. of ten ninety nine. And if you call. <laughs> And give your friend, or if you if you give your friend give your friend a certain password, then they get an extra free month. Yeah, as right. well. And you pay twenty eight ninety nine, you can have it on yeah. two screens. That's true. That's true. And yeah. you'll get a yeah. first edition Moana doll. Yeah. That you, and right. poster. Yeah. Signed by the you animated character crazy, Moana. <laughs> just just hypothetically here, because Dis- Disney is so powerful. What if they started to like. Okay, what if you subscribe to their platform, but then they gave you access to certain things at the theater? Because you know Star Wars, and you know... Because at a certain point, early releases tip. Yeah. That'd be cool. Because the theaters can't control Disney at a certain point. They're going to be like, okay, we're going to start offering... Here's the pre-release showing. Here's the the cheaper ticket or whatever. There's this is this is all this. It's like the Amazon. Like when you buy into Prime, this is what you get. When you buy into Disney's thing, this is what you get later on. You want to go see the new Star Wars five days early? You better fucking subscribe to Disney. We'll get you in there. You know, that's why I I think the second the second that happens, I think these other studios like sony who like they're a huge global conglomerate that makes trillions of dollars every year uh i think either they're gonna be like nope we're out can't make money doing this anymore or they're gonna go fight it hard like 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 they're gonna like fly people in to like you know meet jj abrams and stuff like they're gonna spend because like sony's notorious throughout movie history for like giving people more money than they should you know like jim carrey got like three million for larry the cable guy 
and everyone was like, whoa, what the hell, Sony? Why, why are you setting his rate to $3 million for a movie? Like, what the hell? Speaking and of- that was before he was, like, a big, hot guy, you know? Uh, yeah, well. So Sony's, like, notoriously kind of known for that. So as <laughs> I don't know if Disney takes over then suddenly whoever's working for Sony is going to be set for life I think oh my god yeah speaking so, of Jim Carrey Jake Gyllenhaal was trying to be Jim Carrey in Okja oh yeah you know what zany, I saw him as yeah. live action Nigel Thornberry <laughs> that name sounds so that? familiar from fucking um, the Nickelodeon show oh um, yeah 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 what's that? Eliza something Eliza wild the wild thornberries or whatever yeah you guys don't remember the show i, I never watched it but i am familiar i, I do have that google uh, nigel we, we had poor man's like, cable this is exactly who it is it's literally yeah. it's literally that anyway okay well fuck you guys <laughs> uh, which adam sandler movie was he in what <laughs> adam sandler who's adam sandler i don't know I don't shut up it was a good joke <laughs> laugh at my joke all right, All right so wait, uh, wait, awkward way to end this before the break uh so we're going to take a quick break and then be back around with uh, round table if anyone's got any takeaways and weekend recommends sweet so stick around harmony karen Welcome back. Uh, so for takeaways here, I just got a real quick one. Um, basically, have a plan for you want where you want your film to go. Um, just because Netflix is spending billions on content doesn't mean you will be a part of that billion. It's competitive. There's a lot of people vying for it. A lot of people with better shit than you got. Um, so have a plan and do the best you can. You guys got anything? Yeah, I got one thing. Um, so this is for filmmakers and film watchers, but uh, watch that Netflix film that keeps <laughs> popping up on your feed, and you're like, "What is this?" <laughs> you know, like if you keep if you see Okja, just fucking plug it in, see what's happening, because um, it's likely that that's the better movie um, and is going to make you feel things that are different. Um, while Netflix is obviously catering to your taste. Um, it wants like the people who do Netflix, they love movies and they want everyone to like a larger variety of films. So just go ahead and just try it out. Try that weird film that you you see, you see every fucking hour that you're on Netflix or whatever. <laughs> just so don't did, watch the office rerun, reruns over and over again. So like how did, me. uh, Okja make you feel? Me? Yeah. Well, let's do the round table first, and I'll go and I'll tell you guys. <laughs> oh, nice. All we, heard some, we heard some uh, interesting opinions about Okja from you. I definitely cried. I told you guys that, so I'm fine. All right. So I'm fine now. Let's. Exactly. That's what I was, that's what I was trying to get at, the, the crying part of this. Yes. Uh, so you guys can start with me this time, so oh. that's, I don't think that's happened in a while. Mm. Um, yeah. Don't leave the dead air. Okay, so this <laughs> is really hard for me. This is hard, and here's why. Toughie. Okja, I think, is not your kind of movie. At but all. did I like it? But I think you still liked it, but I don't think it's your kind of movie. But also, I think Beast of No Nation is your kind of movie, but I think the whole they're speaking English with an accent, like, I know that you're not a huge fan of that. 
So it's like, I think Beast of No Nation is more your kind of movie, but they have that accent thing or the English language thing. But I think Okja is not your kind of movie, but you liked it more than you thought. So I'm just going to go with the opposite of, I think what I normally, I'm just going to go with Okja. I think I'm, okay. I think I'm going with Okja. Um, I'm going to go with Beasts of No Nation. Um, I think mainly because Fukunaga, I think just fucking, he, like, he just understands, like, how to really adapt a screenplay into a film. Not saying that Oakjaw wasn't, but it's just, it just seemed more like a movie movie where like the shit that Fukunaga went through because you you're really into production history, you know, and mm-hmm. like how they film stuff. I think Beasts of No Nation has a, a way a much more fascinating production history, which I think makes you appreciate the film more. Okay, okay, I see. Let's see it. Oh, um, also, um, Okja is an Asian movie, and you're half Asian. <laughs> But but Fukunaga, Kerry Fukunaga is um, part Asian as well. Is the director of uh, which which kind? Uh, Which Asian? I'm I'm actually not sure. Sounds uh, Japanese to me, Fukunaga. Yeah, it does. Yeah, but I didn't want to, you know, be Um, presumptuous. But if you looked at my star ratings, they would be pretty close. But that's just because star ratings are kind of like that. But uh, yeah, Beast of No Nation edged it out. Uh, But I did like Ocean more than I thought I would. Um, which you were right in that regard, and I, I think I gave it four. Um, oh, nice. Because it just, as much as it's dead, not my type of film, it was definitely thought provoking, especially on the like the obvious social commentary of the meat industry and everything like that. Um, but I thought the set pieces were interesting, and the writing, despite everything, of because typically with movies like this, the writing can get really. Um, iffy yeah. questionable this sappy it stayed, sappy yeah. it stayed pretty strong um overall and the characters i think were interesting uh but obviously beast of no nation just you know has the to me the the real life side of that like the shit happens yeah uh, yeah got to me you know is is more um my speed and then the horror being derived from the real life aspect of this happening is really interesting and then it made me think there was things about it like the warlord raping the kids yeah yeah that you just don't even think about in this type of thing um Mm -hmm. and the idea of this you know the the scene where he fucking just him and strika just uh machete a guy to death right yeah you know like it that's (laughs) that's insane you know and it's probably real I'm sure that shit happens. Yeah. You know, how do you harden yeah. a child yeah, to to yeah. want to just become a killer? Yeah, you fucking just make him kill. You know, yeah. um, and Idris Elba was was good. It was great in it. I think the kid. What amazed me the most that the kid just outshined the shit out of Idris Elba. Yeah, I mean that yeah. kid was an incredible yeah. actor. <laughs> yeah. Um, basically, the only thing that knocked it down from a full five was the ending. Although, again, I don't know how you'd end a movie like that necessarily, but it just it seemed a little. I don't know. It's not what I was expecting, yeah. I guess. Um, but you know, what, what about the what about the ending? Was it the uh, fact that he went to that school and hopped in the ocean, or I don't what know. Specifically there's just, about there's it? something about it that just wasn't as satisfying as I was hoping. 
And I can't really was explain the, why. I can't was really it the whole thing? What do you mean? Sorry. Sorry, was it like the whole thing with the school? Like the whole thing all together? Or was it like a specific moment? No. There's no specific I'm just moment. Because I do like that one that long take shot of him talking. That's what that's what really right. sold me as him as like a good actor for a kid. Um yeah. and the school yeah. part makes sense because it's again, probably something that happens, you know. Um I don't know. Like I said, I don't know how you end a movie like that or where you're supposed to end it. It just something about it was kinda like after everything that happened before. Also like Idris Elba didn't really get his comeuppance as much as I was hoping. Like losing yeah. your army mm-hmm. is like what like the worst thing to happen, but there's worse things that could have happened to him. Um so that you know, they kinda left some threads undone. Um but and Okja was good, you know, Okja made you think and all everything about it was, was pretty solid. Um there's some goofy shit in it obviously and you really gotta suspend your, your belief like a little girl hanging off the back of a truck, you know. How the fuck yeah. is that is that right, a thing? Right. Um but you know, it, it was fun it, for one. It's was, very so. superhero in yeah. that yeah it was yeah. yeah totally uh but yeah so but you know peace of no nations got the violence and the and the blood and everything else so hard to beat that damn, damn. i totally thought i was like this is the time we're gonna see keep you were close was, you were close it's like oh man this is it it's totally bang <laughs> like i said the star ratings are pretty close but that's kind of the nature of star ratings though i guess so um uh, all right should we do jacob yeah because I actually have no fucking clue with this one. <laughs> I'm going to go with Okja because I feel like it's a safer bet. But you always do surprise me with your choices on movies. There's something about Okja that just taps into the magical realism. People call it a coming-of-age movie. I don't really see it as that. But if if you see it as that, maybe it's your maybe that makes it more your shtick. Um, adventure. Who says that? I've, I saw it in an article I was reading. They said it was a coming-of-age like, movie. But I feel I don't, like people just... They say coming-of-age, and what they mean is, like, that there's a kid in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I think so too. Those are not the yeah. same thing. You could have a coming-of-age movie and have an adult be the main star. I think so, too. So maybe that's... Yeah. Well, now after you say that, maybe that's not the reasoning at all. But I think I think it's just a safer bet. I think it's... I think you liked both, but this one edged it out. Yeah, I think this is tough because... To me, neither one of the films, I don't, the main two characters for me grow that much. I mean, the the kid, you know, the, um, Uga, Uga? Agu. Agu. God, had <laughs> it backwards. Um, Agu, uh, <laughs> like he doesn't, he goes through a lot, but he doesn't, to me, at the end, he doesn't seem like he changed a lot. Um, right. he just went through it's a like lot. It's like an advert, an adversity film. Right. And then yeah. the little girl, kind of the same thing. She just goes through a lot. She goes through like a roller coaster of like emotions, mm-hmm. but it doesn't. It doesn't seem like she. Yeah, for coming of age, they have to end in a spot yeah, that's different. Whereas right. in Okja, they literally end in this where they started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So for me, it's tough because to me, they're both even on that sense. So if one was more than the other, it would have been easier for me to pick which one you'd like more. Um, but I think I'm just gonna have to go with um okja because the companionship that she has with this animal um the companionship aspect of it is i think more interesting to your things because agu is pretty i mean he's almost solitary in the film you know he's right he just he's he's you experience it 
through his eyes solo almost mm-hmm. so yeah can i just say that paul dano doesn't get enough credit either as well, an paul actor Dano's in general awesome man. i like paul, paul dano. dano is awesome i've had i mean yeah, i've heard other people awesome. just completely shit on him as like an actor they just Why? don't like him have you guys seen but, youth no oh you should check out Youth. but every time i see him i'm I like bet, Damn, i bet dude. they saw prisoners and they're like i can't there's something about him that's very yeah I just think he's maybe, good in whatever he's I mean, he's, he's I think he's awesome, but maybe... I mean, he has one of those faces, kind of like Steve Buscemi almost, where people are just like, I don't like this person because of their face. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's possible. I think maybe could, some people have that for Paul Dano. Well, it was a trip in that same vein of what you're saying. Is like, when you see him in the ski mask, I was like, immediately, like, is that Paul Dano? Like, there's <laughs> something about my, his facial yes. structure that was like, what yes. the fuck? <laughs> and his body. Because I just watched... Um, uh, Swiss Army Man, and like you really see his body in that mm-hmm. film. So I was like, I, I like his body structure. So I was like, I'm pretty sure that's Paul Dano. Then I saw his mask, and I was like, yeah, that's Paul Dano. That's funny. <laughs> I haven't seen like Swiss see his Army eyes. Man yet. I'm Swiss Army Man's pretty good. It's pretty pretty interesting. Yeah. All right, what is it? Oh, um, yeah. So you guys are both right. It, it is Okja. Uh, both these movies are pretty darn close, though. I I like both. They're both great movies. Um. I really like in Beast of No Nation uh, what they did with the color correction in a couple scenes. So when he first takes the drugs and all the grass and trees, that was turn crazy. Pink, yeah, <laughs> I was like, and they just had like just like the costume that they had with the person like walking, kind of looking at them. It's like very paranoia, and it just everything was cool. And they also did this other kind of cool scene with Edris Elba with the color correction, where they like uh, turned it to night, uh, just like on his face and i just i like stuff like that like i like fucking with color correction i um and i i've been trying to get the filmmakers that i work with on projects to like do stuff like that um and a lot of people are just kind of like afraid to do it and i'm like Mm -hmm. guys like this is our this is the movie like (laughs) let's do it like like this is like what is interesting you're already um, about taking the risk fucking just take the risk you know yeah like what do we have to lose like we're nobodies like uh, like let's just pop it in there and see what happens and even on projects where i'm like the editor or or a colorist i'm like guys let's just do something fucking nuts and everyone's like no let's just play it safe you know so i'm always like i can always appreciate when people do weird shit like that because it's totally. um it's something i'm really into um but Oaksha, you guys are right companionship uh it's definitely a safer bet for me you know um one thing i noticed about both these movies is they both star kids um but one of them is like the fairy tale version of a kid's life Oaksha, and the other is like this a complete opposite like it's like this hardened kid and I just thought that was uh, kind it's of actually, interesting as a pairing. If you think about it, they're both kind of fairy tale ish, mm. but Beasts of No Nation is like if you lived with the Wicked Witch the whole fucking yeah, time. Yeah, one's a nightmare. You know, one's more of a like a yeah. Oops. Uh, like oh, a, shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, like a yeah. That is interesting. I didn't really think of it that Oak's way. Oak just just kind of like Mia. Cutesy. Mia is Dorothy. Yeah, I mean, what's cool about Okja is it does have like horror elements, though, too. You know, yeah, it like goes from cutesy to the horror, which I I really like that. Um, But Beast of Donation, I kind of, I wasn't surprised by any like of the raping and the killing and stuff. I I was. It's just things you don't think about. 
Like, right. I didn't. I never thought about the fact that oh yeah, maybe these kids are being fucking raped by the warlords yeah, because yeah. it's or or even the right. soldiers themselves because yeah. it's a bunch of fucking and testosterone yeah. ridden dudes, yeah. you know? Right. And I've seen, I like I've seen Beast of No Nation before. Like I've seen that movie just with like a different title, you know, like the same similar content. The, oh, the yeah. kid being. Like, you know, like Spielberg's made his version of that, um, like the kid warlord type type thing. Um, so Child of God. I think, yeah. Child of God, yeah. Or um, is that the name of it? Uh, no, I think it's, it's um, uh, something similar, right? Uh, Empire of the Sun. Oh, yeah, that's the Spielberg one. But what's the other one with the Brazilian gangster kids? Oh, oh City, City of, of God. God. City of God, that's yeah. what I'm thinking. City of that's, God that's what I'm is... Thinking of, yeah. Like, Beasts of No Nation and City of God are pretty similar, but obviously they're different. Um, but I think I like Oakja for just how original it is, you know? It's not a movie I've ever seen before. For sure. All right. Yeah. Byron. I'm going to say this is easy. I'm going to say Beasts of No Nation. <laughs> because we've kind of covered your taste in movies, and I think it's just more... Yeah. I think you like Oakja because you always like these movies. Like, you always like the movie... Even to some degree, yeah. even if it's like a movie that I'm not into, I'm I assume that you're kind of into it. But I think just Beast of No Nation just scratches that scratches okay, that yeah, itch. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I'm with I'm with Keith on this one. I think it's Beast. I think um, it's got all those like really dark things, like those nightmarish things that you're super into and that you probably laugh at. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> uh, you're just that kind of a weirdo um, but I think you also have a secret man crush on Idris Elba so uh, I have an overt dude, man crush on Idris Elba dude Idris Elba the man is the fucking man man he needs to be the new, new James Bond right thank you that'd be, that'd be the coolest thing ever yeah no you guys it would right. be awesome yeah. so, beast of no nation for sure okay don't tell me you didn't like Okja. I'll okay. be very... Okay, so the it. thing is, is I liked Okja the first time I saw it. Oh. This is the second time I saw it, and I honestly, I didn't care for it that much oh. afterwards. Whoa. Oh, shit. I, That's how I was with Snowpiercer. Like, I was like, I don't get this. I, 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 I am a big Jake Gyllenhaal fan. I really like his stuff with Nightcrawler, oh. Enemy, Prisoners, yeah. everything. And he was just, I think, so miscast in this film. <laughs> I think he did a pretty good job. I think he himself did a good job with what he was probably trying to do. But I was like, man, they could have gotten somebody better for this role. Like for so his, disagree. Like for his Who character. Who have you put in? Disagree. I, I honestly don't know. It, it just seems so like zany to me. And I, I totally respect the, 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 like what we just said, like the, the idea of like just trying to get someone like 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 just going off on out on a limb right yeah I just for something for some reason i was just like it just didn't work for me i thought that having tilda swinton as twins was like just it's been done i mean the Cone brothers did it first with tilda swinton um uh there was just so many things lily collins her character was so like under written she was just there yeah. to be the token girl of the terrorist group her, or whatever her name is red based off of her hair yeah and then same with the yeah. the, the couple the, the gay couple 
it's like they're just like yeah. trying to be cool about it like oh look at that was interesting too because they didn't even go that far with that. it's just they, like the more i, I was know. like looking at this stuff i'm like wow they're just literally like trying to feed us like these things like look how like liberal we are and it just really started bothering me because it felt so uh. untrue to what his other films were his other films feel so grounded in the world. Snowpiercer so, felt so grounded within that particular world that he created. Same with the host. It's about the this guy who's trying to find his his you know his relative in this city where there's this like fucking monster out, you know, and like right. it just felt so real. Um, and this one, the more I looked at it on a on a level of like it just it started feeling contrived. Um, and wow. honestly, I, 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 at first though, I'm not going to lie. Like I, I liked the movie the first time I watched it. I, I, there was like, oh, it's a solid movie. But then I just started kind of hating on it. I, I feel bad dude, saying it, but. I can't think of another person dude, don't feel bad. to replace him with. Like I, I. Like it's so hard to replace a character. Like, like who, who would I, fit that character? I, I honestly, I feel like. Jim Carrey. <laughs> Well, I just kept thinking Jim Carrey, but then it would just become a Jim Carrey movie. Exactly. So I don't think he'd be a good fit. It, like, it, it has to be... Honestly, I felt Paul Dana would have been a better character for for Jake Gyllenhaal, and Jake Gyllenhaal would be Paul Dano's character. No. No. I think Paul Dano does that cool, like, quirky thing that's so much, like... He's too he, reserved. He does do that. I don't know. There was something... I, I really like. Chilling I thought Paul Dano was solid in his role. I mean, he is. He's I think good he's in got it. That he's perfect, good in it. Like, I don't have weirdo, super liberal thing that you right. need for the animal rights. But he's also so good at being like just a quirky character that I felt that he could pull that off better. Um, I don't know. I. I, I what mean, about Daniel enough. Radcliffe? No. No. I. It would have to be like a semi unknown, like someone who's been in stuff, but like, right. But that's why Gyllenhaal. The thing about Gyllenhaal is that he gets a lot of flack, but man, does he like? He's like such a chameleon for his. No, that's the thing is, I love Jake Gyllenhaal. I hit what he's done in the last couple years. I mean, even Southpaw was fantastic. His care, his his portrayal in that movie of a boxer was like really good like and he's, uh nocturnal animals nocturnal animals um yeah. fucking nightcrawler enemy i mean all these movies are so good prisoners where he's like twitching his eyes i think he's a yeah. great actor he's completely underrated um how about shia labeouf uh is it in his i like shia labeouf but i don't think he would have <laughs> pulled it off because then you would just be like people would be like oh he's just playing himself that's what i'm saying jill yeah. had this weird way of being the nerd behind the camera but also being the like, right right adventure guy in front I mean, of the I, camera i want know? to like it yeah i want to like it and i'm not faulting him i'm not faulting him i'm faulting it's like he's trying to do the weirdest thing that he could do with the script like it didn't feel natural to me like if the character right. was like like more if the character was written better or something, then I could understand how why he's so crazy. He, it, it was just like, I just felt like Jake Gyllenhaal was like, okay, this is what I know about him. He's like, you know, he like he's like three, you know, there's three facets to him, and they're like all surface level. I, I don't know. No, I I think uh, when I thought about this during this movie was that Bong uh, Jun Ho. Like he has a lot of really zany characters in his movies that they say right. weird things, they 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 do really weird things. They have weird inflections, 
Mm-hmm. And I wonder if Jake Gyllenhaal, he saw like Snowpiercer and the the host and stuff and was like, I need to be like, a, like this is a Bong Joon-ho movie. I need to be like zany as shit, like for yeah. my role. And I wonder yeah. if he did that and Bong Joon-ho was like, yeah, this is great. Like nice and super zany. That's Nigel so Thornberry. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> Nigel Thornberry. Yeah. Can you see that? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, I recognize that guy. Yeah, yeah. If you from the show, and he kind of sounds like it, he kind of looks like it. He's supposed to be like this adventure dad guy. Like once I saw that, oh. I was like, dude, Gyllenhaal works. I mean, like, th- but there funny. are parts of Oakshaw that I really liked. Like, I did like the fact that um, that they didn't like shy away from like showing like the pigs get like killed and and that Cut like, in the, that was right. pretty cool i was like oh right that on this seems, isn't like yeah. like i was like this isn't like a you know um like a g-rated movie like you know they 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 went a little bit further with it they i don't think there. it's i don't think it's like i don't think it should be rated r oh, the thing that i that reminds me though the one oh thing yeah we didn't talk about that at all that knocked the okja a little bit was i feel like they made the pig a female just so they could write the rape scene which had <laughs> nothing to do yeah. really besides like they made the video of it yeah but they could have made a video of like anything yeah the rape yeah. scene felt yeah. super unnecessary yeah. to prove a point and i feel like they wrote a female pig just so they could have that scene which really to me was like you gotta be a dude about this man yeah, come yeah, on yeah, fucking yeah. just write something else you know i i I mean, I, and I just felt this way after the second viewing. So, I, right? I, I don't know. It was, that, it's odd, but I that see. I'm, I'm. Well, everything you just said, I felt with Snowpiercer. Like I, I just didn't get it. Yeah. I, I like I. It felt way too obvious what they were trying to say, and it totally kind of took me out of the right. movie. But <laughs> this movie, totally, I get it. I get this yeah. one. Um, I mean, even and yeah, to be honest, weird. Beast of No Nation. Um, this is the third time I've seen it, and it was also. Not as good as it was when I watched it the first time. Yeah, right. I can see you know that. I, I mean? can see it. Still a solid, time. still a solid movie. One I, thing about Beast of No Nation too is I don't know why I didn't connect this. I knew it was a war. Mo- I knew it was a movie about war, but I didn't think of it as a war movie, which oh, it is. Yeah. It is a war movie, yeah, and yeah. for some yeah, reason, I just movie. in yeah. my mind, I just didn't connect connect yeah. it like that. It's so. like even more of like because it's like a drama, like Blood <laughs> yeah. Diamond, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but sure. what I want to say that that. That scene that you really liked, uh, Jacob, with the red coloring and stuff. Yeah, it was actually based on photos of a guy that uh, went in Africa to. Um, he just he he just filmed and takes pictures of like like a journalist. Sure. And he has a um, camera that does like the uh, ultraviolet stuff. Um, oh. And he published uh, like an art exhibit or whatever that had photos of these revolutionaries. Um, or whatever in Africa and uh, Fukunaga saw them and was like, Oh my God, like I love the visual, like the greens and the pinks and the reds of that are the teals. And um, so he created that scene as like an homage. There's a controversy. There's a controversy around the fact that he might've plagiarized and stolen. So I wonder if that was it. Yeah. Fukunaga. Very well. Um, That's interesting. Uh, I would just like to say one more thing that I forgot to mention. It's very fast. Um, one thing about Netflix that is different than the studios is the MPAA. So Netflix does not have to abide by oh, yeah. the rules of the MPAA. Good right. point. Um, which these films, like for all we know, like that were released like theatrically, 
they could have given Netflix like the more hard R version of of that stuff. And and it's weird because like my 16 year old brother, or he was 16 at one point, um, could just watch any movie on Netflix that he wanted. Rated R, <laughs> NC 17, like watch doesn't the, matter. Watch the Nymphomaniac. Pretty much. Watch Nymphomaniac. But yeah, like he no could go, rules. he could watch Beast of No Nation at his house. But he can't go to the like when they were jointly released. He can't go to the theater and watch it. But he so, can watch yeah. it at they his have, house. They have parental controls though. Yeah, yeah. But they do. But what parents are like going out of their like the whole reason the MPAA exists was so parents yeah. didn't have to worry about what their kids were watching at the movie theater. Responsible exactly. parents would put parental controls on their Netflix account, and in fact, <laughs> right. they'd have a whole separate profile for their kids. Yeah, right, exactly. which you can do that, <laughs> um, and that's Netflix like defense of like, oh, you don't want your kid to watch Beast of No Nation? Well, don't be stupid and put it, yeah. put the parental controls on there, you idiot. Exactly. Um, but I just think that is another reason to like Netflix as like a new form of filmmaking or for filmmakers because you can get that more hardcore, you know, like our MPAA discussion like four episodes back, we were just talking about how shitty the mpaa is and yeah. um and <laughs> now it's like well maybe we don't need the mpaa maybe we could just have netflix you know? <laughs> they could just rate everything for us they can ju- well they don't rate it at all they don't give two shits what's rated i think they do put some ratings G. i think they put ratings there yeah. just so to appease parents but I mean, even but... the vast majority of those films have already been rated before yeah. and then they go on to netflix and then they go yeah. yeah but i don't think they really like i don't like okja like i don't think they give two shits what if it's R or PG thirteen or whatever, okay. they just want. Yeah. The I think they know yeah. about it enough so that they can design their films so that they're not yeah. doing a bunch of NC seventeen. Like they're aware of it, but yeah. I don't think they care that much. Yeah, uh, that's a good point. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, yep, right at the end here. Uh, so I got a weekend recommends here from Abby Cohen. Uh, she says John Wick uh, somehow. Sorry, let me start this over. She says, John Wick, somehow simultaneously corny and suave with entertaining badassery throughout. It's a stylish revenge flick. Both movies are good, with the second obviously being a little more ridiculous in a good way uh, than the first. But they're both great. Uh, So, yeah, thank you, Abby, for that um, recommendation. John Wick is awesome. Thanks, Flabby. (laughs) Apparently, Jacob knows her, so he can say that. Um, I can yeah, we've. I think Jacob, have you seen John Wick? Uh, the first one. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I like the gun kata thing. Oh my I'm god, you haven't seen the second one? Uh, yeah, I just haven't watched it yet. It's on my uh, my eight hundred. Put your mouth away. <laughs> Put, <laughs> I'm dislocating my jaw for gape. you. Yeah, he is. <laughs> He's done that before. Um, <laughs> oh crap! Now it's out. No, I'm just kidding. Now it's out, and but, uh, I'm in. Um, <laughs> but yeah, John Wick too. Yeah, I gotta watch that. Yeah, but I, think but I we still all haven't liked... seen like Sin City too. I gotta watch that also. There's so. lots of sequels, but yeah, I think we all yeah. liked it so that we can definitely um, endorse this recommendation for sure. Um, Super fun. Get the popcorn. Right. So if you have any questions or opinions, send an email to btbfilmspodcast at gmail.com. You can also visit our Facebook page to comment on or discuss this week's episode or any past episodes, and you can rate us on there as well. Uh, again, and like I said, if you like the show, please rate it five stars wherever you listen or on social media because um, it helps others find us. 
You can also follow us on Letterboxd at JCFoltz24 for Jacob and Hyperion Creator for me. I actually wrote a fairly large um, review for Okja. So, oh, no shit. Know, I'll so, check it out. Uh, you can read Sweet. that if you want to hear any more of my thoughts specifically. Or if you don't give a shit about my thoughts, then, uh, you know, don't look at it. Um, so, next- quick question. <laughs> is, is Okja, is it pronounced Okja or Okja? It was like Okja. Holy shit. You actually sounded just like Okja. It's like Okja. <laughs> it's like had like two A's because of the way they like say yeah. things in, in Well, because the A in, in most Asian languages uh, is an exclamation point. Okja. So when, the, so when they're saying Okja, that means like Okja with an exclamation point. Oh. Oh, oh okay. Okja. Yeah. That's yeah. why like his, <clears throat> her dad says her name, uh, Mija. He's like, Mija. Ah. Oh, That's because okay. it's like exclamation point. That makes sense. Damn, uh, but yeah. obviously in the film, they say Okja when they speak in English. So yeah. I guess we're, I think it is Okja. I think that's how you say it. <laughs> um, but I did, I did like the mix of the hearing Okja <laughs> in Korean and in English. I think it was a nice little yeah, mix. Yeah, that was pretty both. cool. Yeah, uh, so awesome. next week we will be talking all things Tarkovsky. Ooh, yes. um, I am pumped for this. Me too. We've we haven't I haven't seen like any of his films, and obviously play. he's a very important director in film history. Um, so we got some feedback, and what we're going to do for this is we're going to do a two parter um, instead of doing like a five parter for all of his films. And the first two films we're going to focus on are his first, his very first film, well, his first feature film or whatever is uh, Ivan's Childhood, and then we're going to pair that with his sci-fi odyssey, Solaris. So check those out, again, Ivan's Childhood and Solaris, uh, and then we'll be talking about kind of his beginnings, um, and then his shift, you know, because Solaris <laughs> was a little bit further on, not super far on, because he didn't oh, make that man. many movies, yeah. but... Uh, it'll very, be a very interesting topic. This is a very important filmmaker to pretty much every other filmmaker um, out there. Yeah. So I mean, he it, it it's Ingrid Bergman or Ingmar. Ingmar Bergman's favorite film director. Von Trier as well. Um, but pretty much he gets he gets referenced by everyone. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be interesting to finally tackle this. Um, his films can be a bit harder to watch, fair warning, but they're worth it to to work your way through. Definitely. So, make sure you watch Ivan's Childhood and Solaris, and not the Steven Soderbergh. Yeah, not the Soderbergh version. So, if you're watching yeah. and George Clooney pops up, it's not the right one. It's <laughs> the right one. Yeah. If, yeah, you want to see a bunch of people you don't recognize because they're all Russian. <laughs> that's that's the trick here. Um, but yeah, Ivan's Childhood and Solaris. So make sure you watch the films to be a part of the discussion. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Bang Jun Ho! <laughs> <laughs>